we stand today. The Business Method the business with method. a shout The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring over 500 episodes of entrepreneurs and high-performance experts dissecting their different methods, tools, and strategies so we can apply them to our businesses and lives. We've been fortunate enough to interview some of the leading experts in business and performance today. The billionaire CEO of Priceline, Jeff Hoffman, the CEO of Chipotle, Monty Moran, world's top big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, the first black woman to build a billion dollar company, Janet Halroyd, world's top investment expert, Jim Rogers, and the list goes on and on. All of these guests you can find on the podcast backlog using Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and any podcast app you prefer. Also, you guys, have you started listening to our micro high performance episodes yet? We've taken the most powerful tips and tricks from over 400 interviews that our guests have shared on how to optimize their own personal performance, and we've made them into digestible micro-podcast episodes that are just 2 to 10 minutes long. We publish these on Monday and Friday each week, and those episodes are labeled as HP number 123456 and so on. Those episodes are live now, and they're designed for you to consume some quick, high-quality content while you only have a few minutes to spare. So be sure to subscribe to the Business Method Podcast on your favorite app so you can get those delivered as soon as they're live. And now, let's hop into today's episode. The Business Method. Hey listeners, real quick before we get started, I wanted to tell you about our trips and adventures for entrepreneurs. We have live events in different locations around the world, luxury trips to the Caribbean, adventurous trips to knock off your bucket list, and of course some private business events as well. If you're an entrepreneur, we'd love to have you join us. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at thebusinessmethod.com to stay updated. And for those established entrepreneurs out there that want to be involved in a community that is curated specifically for seasoned business minds, then we have a group for you. Inside this group, we have private live events in different locations around the world specifically for our members. We get those members in a place where they can connect, collaborate, and grow their companies faster just by being around one another. We also organize private podcast viewings and Q&A sessions with some of the world's top entrepreneurs like Jim Rogers, Alex Hermosi, the CEO of Chipotle, the marketing mind behind GoPro. And as a member of our group, you'll get to hop on calls with our podcast guests regularly to ask them any questions you want. And the last benefit is access to private world-class masterminds that are specifically curated for whatever challenges you're going through at the time. Our purpose with this private community is to help you expand your network, connect with some of the brightest minds in business today, and help one another overcome business challenges faster. You can learn more about our community at thebusinessmethod.com. Remember, subscribe to stay updated. And now, let's hop into today's show. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Today on the podcast, we're joined by none other than the man that has founded and built an Inc. 500 eight-figure online company helping entrepreneurs create systems in their businesses to have a flood of clients coming for, coming to them for their services. Today, he and his team have built one of the top sales and marketing systems for coaches and specialists, becoming a household name in the entrepreneur world. His name is Russ Rafino, and he's the founder of Clients on Demand. 
Clients on Demand was ranked number 186 on Inc. Magazine's fastest growing companies list. They are they're current. They currently serve 80 to 100 new entrepreneurs per month and are producing about 1.7 million dollars per month in revenue. They spend over 800 thousand dollars a year to consistently try and improve their business model, helping them create one of the most successful companies in the world that directly helps coaches scale their businesses rapidly. Their direct clients have done over one billion dollars in sales using their system. I've been following Russ for over three years now, and I'm very excited to have him on the show so we can dissect the art of high ticket sales to help you scale your coaching and consulting businesses to seven figures and beyond. Russ, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Great, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, I want to start off by talking about a book that I know that has affected your life. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because it's affected my life as well. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but we did a series of 100 interviews with seven-figure um, online companies. So we interviewed a lot of people that was effect that have been affected by this book, and it's The 4-Hour Workweek. And um, I believe you read it sometime early in your career when you maybe were bartending uh, or mm -hmm. back in the early days. So so do you mind just sharing what that book mean meant to you at the time and then maybe some of the results that have come from it since then? Oh my God. That's a big, that's actually a big question. So <laughs> yeah. So my whole life I wanted to do acting, right? That was the thing for me, right? Okay. So, so ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to do acting. So I went to a high school for performing arts, which was great. I went to UCLA. I um, studied theater. Uh, the whole time I was at UCLA, I was in Los Angeles, you know, taking like acting classes at some of the best studios in town. Mm -hmm. And I, so I always knew that I didn't want to have like a regular sort of nine to five job. You know what I mean? I wanted to be free, even if it was a very successful nine to five job, you know, like I owned a, let's say a small business or something, right? I yeah. didn't want to be working 40, 50 hours a week in an office. You know, even if I was making, let's say a million dollars a year, like for me, I was just like that to me, that just sounded like worse, like a fate worse than death. Right. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, all through my twenties, I was trying to do acting and it just, it totally wasn't working out. And so one day I was on break from my bartending shift, right? Because if you're in LA and you're an actor, you're bartending or you're, <laughs> you're doing personal training or giving massages or something, right? Like every actor in LA <laughs> right, has like right, a right. Joe job, you know? Um, and um, I happened to walk into Barnes & Noble and sitting there was this book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And Do you remember like, the well, year, Russ? Uh, this would have been probably 2008. Okay, gotcha. 2008 or 2009, I would say. I was probably okay. 28, 29. Yeah. And this book blew my mind because it introduced me to this idea of online entrepreneurship, which is something that I didn't even know existed. Like I said, it's like, I thought there was really two paths in life. One of them is you're a famous actor, famous rock star, or a famous rapper or something, and you're making all this money and you have all this freedom and it's awesome. And the other, the other way you're, you're, you're working a nine to five job in an office. And that's literally how I saw the world. I didn't understand that there's this whole idea that you could create a lifestyle business where you're selling something online and that that business could give you the income you want and the freedom you want. And I had no idea that existed until I read mm. that book. Wow. And so that book absolutely blew my mind. And another interesting thing happened is right around that same time, the younger brother of a friend of mine came into the bar 
And he came into the bar and he was just talking all this smack. He's probably like 23. And he's like, who's this little, who's this little guy, you know, coming in here and talking all this smack. And he was just like, you know, Hey, what recession baby I made, you know, I made $800 today online doing affiliate marketing or whatever. Right. And so I had already read the four hour work week. And so I was kind of like, you know, hip to this sort of thing, but I was like sitting there and I was like, what is this kid doing? So I started asking all the questions that I possibly could. And yeah, man, he was doing online marketing. He was doing affiliate marketing and, you know, he was probably making, I don't know, to the best I could calculate, maybe 120 grand a year doing it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I read this book. This book has me excited. If this kid can figure out how to do this, I know I can figure out how to do this. I was like, maybe I won't make a ton of money doing this, but I bet you if I could just, if I could really figure this out, I bet you I could make a hundred dollars a day. And yeah. if I could make a hundred dollars a day online, that would mean I wouldn't have to bartend anymore. And that would change my life. And how so for me, that's kind of where it started. How old were you at the time? Well, I was about 28 when I read the book and it kind of gotcha. got the wheels turning, but it was really on my 30th birthday that reality kind of came crashing in. Cause yeah. I was sitting there. I remember on my 30th birthday, I was with my girlfriend who's now my wife. And we, you know, we went to Vegas for my birthday. And I remember sitting in the lobby bar of the Palazzo hotel and just crying, like crying into my drink because I was like, my life sucks. Yeah. I wanted to be an actor. It's not working. I, I, I'm bartending. I was like, I'm not going to be a 30 year old bartender. There's no way I'm going to be a 40 year old bartender. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta make a change. I gotta figure something out. Yeah. And it was that, that day that, you know, I really decided like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to figure out this online marketing thing and I'm going to break free from having to bartend and let me just do that. And then I can figure out what I want to do after that. If I want to keep acting or whatever, I could do that. If I want to do something else, I could do that. But I got to break out of this trap that I'm in. And that was the moment that I really decided to do that it was my 30th birthday. And did you use that book kind of as a guideline over the next few years to, to create your, your businesses online? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was focused in the beginning. I was focused on passive income. I was focused on, you know, because the cool thing about that book is that it's not about making a startup right? Where you're going to yeah. bootstrap and you're going to like eat dry packets of ramen while you sleep on the floor. And yeah. you're going to build this little company. And one day, you know, Facebook or something is going to acquire you for like a billion dollars or something, right? Even though that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. This book was like, look, how can you create enough money in passive income to live your life and set yourself free Yeah. so that you don't have to have a job so that you can travel, so you can do whatever you want to do. And yeah. so in the beginning, that was my initial goal. I said, like I said, I want to make a hundred dollars a day online. I want to quit my bartending job. And then from there, I'll figure the rest out. And so, um, it was about a year later, I think it was just before I turned 31 that I actually was able to get some stuff going online. I was making maybe $500 a month, Yeah. but I said to myself, man, you know what? I bet if I quit my job and I did this full time, I bet I could get where I want to go. And so oh, I yeah. took the leap and I quit my bartending job with like $600 in the bank, which wasn't even enough to pay rent the next month, <laughs> but I jumped off the cliff and I quit the I job and, uh, the next year, my first year full-time online, I made $250,000. Wow. And what were you doing? What, what, what were... So I started out doing what my friend was doing. You know, he was doing affiliate marketing. He was finding different products that he believed in and, and just running like ad campaigns for them with whatever little money he had and, you know, building little websites or whatever. So I started doing that and started making money doing that. Yeah. And then I started, I realized, well, wait a minute, why would you be an affiliate for someone else's products when you could create your own products? So then I started creating my own information products. And those just started selling really well. People really loved them. I'm nothing expensive, a low ticket stuff. I'm talking like it's $7, $10, whatever. Um, but just with that, yeah, I was able to do $250,000 my first year, which was, that's I mean, incredible. that's life-changing because I think as a bartender, I probably never made more than 25 grand. So to oh, 10X yeah. my income. Yeah. 
was just insane. That's incredible. I, I actually have a very similar story. I read the four hour work week, work week for the first time in 2009. I was also 29 years old. And, um, after I read it, I, I obsessed over it and I read it like four more times, bought the CDs cause we had CDs back then and, uh, listened to it while I was working a landscaping job, driving around the countryside. And, um, and then I started niche websites online and, uh, started making some revenue. I didn't do a $250,000 a year my first year. I was lucky to get $25,000 my first year. Um, but it was, it started me off on that, that journey and it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, this, was this the first thought or serious consideration you ever had about being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. It literally never occurred to me to start my own business until I read the four hour work week. So was it the, the ideal of freedom that you all, maybe the value of freedom that you always wanted that, that sent you down the path to be, try to be an actor. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I mean, okay. and I loved it. You know, I loved acting. It was, it was, I was good at it. I mean, it was fun. It was just something I always enjoyed. But once I started making money online, you know, I had to do a little bit of soul searching and ask myself, you know, Hey, do I really want to do this acting thing now that I have yeah. the freedom to do it? Right. Or, you know, do I want to just devote myself to um, building my online business and, uh, and doing that? And when I really looked deep, it really got me in touch with this idea that freedom is one of like my top two or top three values. It's like yeah. one of my most important drivers. And what was funny is that a lot of the people that I went to high school with or college with, they were successful as actors. And so I would talk to them. And I realized that they had absolutely no freedom. You know, my mm. friends would be shooting a show and they'd be shooting 50 hours a week. And it's like, you don't, you know, this, this, I had this idea that if you're, if you're a successful actor or whatever, that you have all this freedom and you really don't, I mean, maybe for Tom Cruise or something you do, but if you're just like a regular working actor, which is what my friends were, where you you know, I tell you their names, you'd recognize their names. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, they just didn't have freedom, period. Yeah. And even, and even when they were working a job, they were always wor- worried about, well, where's the next job going to come from and so on. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think that's something that, that entrepreneurship really opens up. Um, but it's also a challenge for a lot of people to, to get, uh, to a point where they have freedom because so too often we create businesses that just are another job for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and later on, uh, later on in the show, Russ, I want to talk about like how maybe you manage that throughout your career, um, making sure you had freedom. But first I'd like to talk kind of, you were selling these lower end, pro- not lower end products, but, uh, less expensive products, right? You weren't, you were mm-hmm. selling low ticker ticket products, um, seven to $27 or, and trying to sell to thousands of people. And how long did you do that before you, you got the idea to switch to high ticket products? I think it was about three years. Okay. It was about three years and everything was going great. Um, I was selling these low ticket products. I would do a launch, let's say like once a quarter. Um, and the money was coming in and, and people were happy with what they were buying. So the reviews were always really good. You know, refunds were like really low, which was great. But what happened was there was a couple problems. Number one, doing a launch every quarter just sucked yeah. because there's no predictability there. Yeah. You know, you got to roll out something new and, yeah. and you'd see a big pop in income when you do the launch and then nothing. And, and that's the real problem with the launch model is that it's totally inconsistent. It's also very stressful because you got to get all your affiliates together. You got to get all your JV partners together. You got to get have all your tech and everything ready to go. It's like, we're, we're launching at 9am and you know, it's, it just sucks. And, um, but, but the bigger problem was that 
I'd follow up with people who bought my products and I'd be like, what did you think of that product? And they would say, well, man, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved the videos. I loved how you taught me this and this and this it was great. You know, five stars. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, what did you do with it? You know, have you put it into practice? Have you actually done anything with it? And it's like, oh yeah, you know, well, I'll get to it. I bought a couple other things before I bought yours. So I'm going to implement those strategies. And I, and I just started to realize like, you know what, man, people are buying my stuff. They're happy. Nobody's doing anything. <laughs> nobody's actually putting it in. A, nobody's doing anything. And I was like, okay, if I wanted to just be sort of like, you know, a ruthless, like capitalist, whatever, it's like, okay, who cares? I don't, what do I care if someone does anything with my stuff? But the truth is it started to bother me. And I thought to myself, you know what, man, look, this is great and everything, but what would happen if, instead of charging $7 for my stuff and trying to sell thousands and thousands of copies of it, what if I charge $7,000 for it? Mm -hmm. And I massively raised my prices and I only worked with a handful of people every month. What would happen then? Did you and change I, the business model also? So, I mean, besides- The thing. Okay. So this was probably like in the summer of 2013, probably. Okay. I completely, so I made this decision and I was like, look, well, what would happen if I raised my prices and only did high ticket? Um, and I guessed that I could work with fewer people. I guessed that if they were paying $7,000 or whatever, whatever it was, that they would show up massively committed and they would actually do the work. Mm -hmm. And then I, I was like, well, look, you know, if with, with so few people to worry about, now I can, I can um, give them a real VIP experience and make sure they actually take action and actually get the result. So those were sort of my guesses. Um, and then along the way, so I started to research, okay, fine. These people that are doing high ticket, how are they doing it? And the conventional wisdom around high ticket was completely wrong. It was like, well, if you want to sell a high ticket offer, you got to sell them like a $7 tripwire first. Right. And then you got to sell them a $27 thing and then a $97 thing and you work your way up. And I'm like, you know what, man? When you walk into a Rolls Royce dealership, they sell you a freaking Rolls Royce. Right. They don't sell you a keychain yeah. <laughs> and then sell you the floor mats and then sell you the tires and then work their way up to selling you the car. So I was, I just, I just, I just was like, look, maybe that's true, but let me try the opposite and see what happens. You know, and then there was this whole other idea that like, you gotta, if you're going to make a high ticket sale, you got to nurture people for six months and you got to like, you know, you got to nurture them. And I was like, well, that makes sense, but maybe that's not true either. Maybe I can take people and just go straight for that high ticket sale. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, look, let me create a funnel that just does that. We run an ad, we send them to a webinar on the webinar. I let them book a call with me because I want to talk to people. If I'm going to sell them something for $7,000 or whatever it was, I want to make sure that they're the right people. So yeah. I got to talk to them. And then I enroll them right into my programs on that very first call. And so I shut down all my low ticket stuff, didn't make any money at all for like three months. <laughs> uh -huh. So it was probably a stupid thing to do just to just shut down the old business while I'm trying <laughs> to ramp up this new one and figure out how to do it. Um, but in December of 2013 is when everything clicked and my income jumped from $20,000 a month to $200,000 that month. Wow. That was the first month I really started doing those high ticket sales. I did $200,000. I think it was December of 2013. And then I've never looked back since. So it 10 X my income. And it also did all of those things that I thought that it would do where people did show up committed and they did get the result. And it was amazing. And it was like so much more rewarding than just, you know, selling people a bunch of information and letting them figure it out. So you were on your low ticket offers, you were selling basically information on how people can grow their businesses or how to do video marketing, how to do, you know, how yeah. to do Google AdWords, how to do, you know, anything that I had figured out. Right. So in the course of like doing affiliate marketing, I figured out how to do some things. I figured out, you know, basic marketing on the different ad platforms and whatever. And so I would just create like a little mini course, you know, yeah. teaching people how to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, they sold really well and people loved them, but it's like, people just weren't putting it into practice. And then I realized, you know what, man, let me stop selling information and let me start selling transformation. Yeah. And let's just see what happened. I like and that. And it changed everything, man. That was the distinction that changed everything.
I'm curious, like I had a resistance going from low ticket to high ticket offers um, because I had this voice in my head saying that you're charging your friends and the people that you work with too much money, even though, you know, a lot of times I knew they could afford it. And um, I'm so you went, you basically went from like $27 products to $7,000 products. Did you ever have any insecurities around that or that voice in of your course. head? Yeah. So oh, yeah. what, what do course. you think gave you the confidence? I know you were just kind of jumping out and trying it, but what do you think, um, kind of gave you the confidence to say, okay, I'm just going to do this anyway. It's a really good question. Um, it just felt right. It just felt right. It felt right to, to charge a higher price if it meant that I could get people a better outcome. Because I looked at, I looked at, I just looked at the whole thing and I said, look, man, what's the purpose of a coaching business? Like, what the hell are we doing here? And, and, and the purpose of a coaching business is to get people results. And so I said to myself, well, look, as long as I'm making decisions that are designed to get better results for the people I work with, mm -hmm. then I'm probably doing the right thing. Right. And so for me, I was like, look, I don't know if this is going to make sense financially. I don't know if I'm going to make more money, if I'm going to make less money. I don't know if I'm going to make no money. Um, I don't know if I'm going to test this out and discover that all of those assumptions, like you have to sell somebody a $7 product first, maybe they're all right, you know, but I was like, what if they're wrong? And let me just test it and let me find out. And as it turned out, they were wrong. And we do get people like ridiculous life-changing results now. I mean, we've helped so many of our clients go from nothing to like a $500,000 a month business that it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, and you just, and really that's what you get hooked on. Yeah. And, and the fact that we made a lot more, we make a lot more money doing that. I mean, to me, that's the icing on the cake. I mean, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But, but once you hit a certain income level, what gets you out of bed in the morning is the difference that you're making in the lives of your clients and yeah. high ticket. If you really want to make a difference, high ticket is a way to go. I, I agree with you. What was that first sale? Like, like that first $7,000 sale for you? Do you remember? It was who? just crazy. I was like, I, I was like, I just, I remember that feeling of just like being stunned so it's funny, right? So my whole, my whole process is like, and I've been doing this for a long time. And I really, I really think this is one of the big keys to success, right? Is that visualization and mentally rehearsing victory over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And the way that I do it is I link it up to gratitude where every day I have this routine where I start, you know, I usually do it in the shower because no one's going to bother me in there. I've got like four kids. It's, it's a madhouse over here. Um, so I get in the shower where no one's going to bother me and I sit down, I close my eyes and I kind of get into like a relaxed sort of like almost like a hypnotic state a little bit, you know, just, just trance out a little bit. And I start out by being grateful for the things that I have right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my wonderful family, my wonderful wife. Thank you for this beautiful house that I live in. You know, thank you for the stuff that I already have. And then what I begin to do is to weave in the stuff I don't have yet as if it's already done. Yeah. Thank you for my amazing clients. Thank you for my, you know, million dollar a month business back before it was a million dollars, you know, and, and I don't know why this works, but it just works. You're paying your, cause it's almost like you're playing a trick on your subconscious. You're getting yeah. your subconscious to see your goals, not as something out there, but it's something that's already done. Yeah. And you do that and you get to this point where like you let yourself just feel all the joy you would be feeling if you really had a million dollar a month business and all the gratitude you would be feeling if you had that million dollar a month business. And, and then it just happens. Like events just unfold in exactly the right way to deliver you exactly what you wanted. Yeah. And so in a way, when that first sale happened, I was shocked, but I had visualized that moment so many times that part of me was just like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what happened. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like when you visualize your dream car and you visualize it and you visualize it and then you have it, 
on the one hand, you're totally stoked because it's your car and you got the, you accomplished this goal. But on the other hand, it's like, I've driven this car in my head a hundred thousand times. It's just my car now. You <laughs> no, know what it's I mean? just in my possession. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my it, car. It sounds like something straight out of the secret, the movie. That's it, absolutely. The absolutely. Yeah. It's and, yeah. and, 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 it, and it, what the key is that gratitude piece. That's the thing, because if you're visualizing your goals and you're thinking of them as something out there that haven't happened yet, you're programming yourself to be in this place where that goal ha hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You have to visualize it as something that is already here. It's already done. And you allow yourself to feel the joy of having it, not feel like the desire and the, the ache of wanting it. I love that, man. Those I are really two do. totally different things. Yeah. So now Clients on Demand is an eight-figure company. You're enrolling, last I heard, 80 to 100 clients a month. Um, to get on Inc. Magazine, you guys had a, over a 2,000 percentage uh, uh, growth increase, uh, roughly doing around 1.7 million a month of clients that have done over a billion in high-ticket sales. Do you do you still keep the four-hour work, uh, work week principles Um design, like the design of that model in your business, or have you, do you feel like, like some people feel like they outgrow that type of business model or what's your thoughts on that? So there's principles in the four hour work week that are timeless, like okay. doing that Pareto analysis, that 80, 20 analysis, right? Yeah. So it's like saying, okay, well, 80% of your sales come from 20% of your clients or 80% mm -hmm. of your stress comes from 20% of your, of your activities or whatever. 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your activities. That's one of those principles that's just timeless. And as you're growing your business, you want to revisit that again and again and again. Also this idea of like delegating as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big thing that I see people get hung up on because once your business starts to be successful, your ego begins to get wrapped up in it where you say, nobody can do this like I can do this. Right. And that's a huge trap. Yeah. Because if Steve Jobs thought like, well, hey man, nobody can build a computer like me, he'd still be making, you know, he would still been making computers in his garage. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no, you got to delegate this. You got to show someone else how to do this. And that sets you free to work on even higher level stuff. So I try to reread the four hour work week every year. Nice. And just reconnect myself to the dream of it. That dream of and I'm living that dream now. Like in the four hour work week, he lays out a vision of your life where you can literally go anywhere and do anything. Absolutely. And that is something that has not existed for literally all of human history. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you're a president of the United States or the queen of England or something 50 years ago, you didn't get to go wherever you wanted to go and do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. But now we can on any given day, I can wake up and grab my family, COVID notwithstanding, of course, but I can wake up and grab my family and go, Hey guys, look, we're going to, we're going to go to Hong Kong today and just buy for first class tickets to Hong Kong and just go. Yeah. We're going to say, Hey, we're going to go to Disney world and jump in a private jet and fly to Disney world. Like, I mean, we can, I can do whatever I want to do on any given day. Yeah. And it's so important to stay connected to that because for me, like we talked about before, that freedom piece is just so important and, and nothing really paints the dream of that as well as the four hour work week, even though that book is, I think like 15 years old now, yep. it's just reconnecting to that vision is just so great. Yeah. I hope he does an updated version eventually. I know he doesn't want to, but I really hope he does. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just tricky because things have obviously changed a lot. And so yeah. if you look at some of the tactical pieces in there where it's like, Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, this guy sold these, whatever it was sailor shirts, or I think is the example yeah. he has. Right. Uh -huh. And it's like, Oh man, just get a cheap website, throw that up, 
you go to Google AdWords, you know, run an ad campaign. You'll probably get clicks for like seven cents. I'm like, okay, <laughs> those days are like long gone. For sure. Um, so that piece of the tactical stuff, I, I don't even know how you would update that because it's just gotten so complex now. But um, the big picture stuff, that dream of capturing this tremendous opportunity that's available to us online yeah. is it's so powerful, especially because what you hear from these kids coming out of college now is just so depressing. The yeah. job market's too tight. There's no, there's no opportunities. You know, our, our grandparents had it so good because you could get a job working for a company and you know, you could, you could work for that company for 30 years and then you can retire with a pension. And on that one income, you could have a house and a, and a, a family and you could go on vacation and, and, and all that's dead now. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, fine. Maybe that doesn't exist anymore, but good God. Anybody throughout all of human history would have killed to have the opportunities that are available to us on the internet. The Absolutely. fact that we can sell something from anywhere in the world with a laptop and an internet connection is insane. The yeah. fact that we can build a funnel or a sales process that does the selling for us around the clock without us having to do anything is insane. Yeah. Like what we do literally didn't exist 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And so to, to get so hung up on those older opportunities that don't exist anymore while overlooking the massive opportunities that we have is just such a tragedy. I love that. Do you guys, do you now have a, a physical office or is everything remote for clients? Everything is there? remote. So I'm in my That's house right incredible. now. I have an office in my house, but I got 33 people on the team now, actually 34 people on the team now. Yeah. Everyone works remote. Do you, do you do any retreats for the team? Like you, yeah. you guys do you? Yeah. yeah so How like, often do you do those? So for my leadership team, so, so here's the thing. So we do three events a year for our clients. Okay. So we have, um, a one-year mastermind and then we have actually two one-year masterminds. One of them is like our mid, our mid-level mastermind. And then one of them is our highest level mastermind. Mm -hmm. And so we do two, uh, we do two events per, we do about three events per year for those two masterminds. And so the whole team usually comes to those or like anybody that wants to, it's like, even if we don't need someone there, I'll say, Hey, if you want to come out and hang out with everybody, I'll fly out business class and put you up in a suite that kind of thing. And so we get the team together a few times a year, but then every year, at least once a year, I do a, uh, retreat just for my, my leadership team Yeah. where like last, like a few months ago, we went to Turks and Caicos and I bought like, nice. I, I, I rented like this, um, amazing, like 10 bedroom villa with like a staff and a butler and a cook and everything right, right on the beach. We just hung out for a week and just did a little bit of strategic planning, but mostly just had fun. Um, and then every other year I try to do a big retreat for everybody in, on, on, on the team. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I think like, um, what I wanted to mention or, or chat more is maybe those early days of, of clients on demand when you started it and you started to bring some sales in, you said, I think you did $200,000 your first month. Um, did you have uh, an email list that you were working with that you could just, that you had created over the previous three years that you could just send out? And, and then I'm curious, like the percentage of people that, that you got feedback from both positive and negative when you went from the 27 or $97 to the $7,000? So I was able to, so sort of like, I guess you could call it like the beta test, let's say of going high ticket was in the very beginning of 2013, where I just went out to my list 
And to my list, I said, look, I'm going to be taking on, I think I said some private mentoring clients and mm-hmm. it's going to cost this much per month. And it was like a couple grand a month or something like that. And I did a bunch of calls with people and, and I, I signed some people up into that, into that mentoring thing. So that was kind of the first beta test of the high ticket thing. And I didn't really get a lot of pushback because it was very clear that what I was talking about providing to them was a totally different level of service. Okay. So it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to sell you a, you know, this video course that I sold you for $7. Now it's going to be $7,000. It's like, no, 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 no. What you have to do is you have to provide something to people that is truly transformational. And, and it's very important that everyone understands this. When I'm talking about going high ticket, I'm not talking about just taking the same old crap and putting a higher price on it. What I'm talking about is reorienting and redesigning your programs so that they are designed from the ground up to actually get people results. Right. So it's not just like, hey, man, here's an overview. You watch these videos. I'm going to teach you how to do Facebook ads. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to give it to you one step at a time. We're going to figure out exactly who your target audience is in the first week. Second week, we're going to figure out this piece. Third week, we're going to figure out this piece. Every week, we're getting on Zoom with me and all the clients, and you can ask me any questions you want, and we can provide that support for you in real time as you implement this stuff. Yeah. You know, when you're putting together your targeting, we're going to screen share, and you're going to say, hey, here's the targeting. Here's what I think based on, your, based on what you taught me, that video that I watched. Here's the targeting I put together. What do you think? And my Facebook people are going to go, okay, take that one out, put this one in, change this, change this bid, make the ad this and that. So we're, we're coaching you through it every step of the way. And then on top of that, I have a whole team of mindset and performance coaches on staff that are just there to help you through the freakouts. Mm-hmm. So like any meltdowns, That's any great. overwhelm, yeah. any fear, like, like I got them, like my mindset coaches are ridiculously good where we've had people that, you know, jo- they sign up to join the program. And then just by sheer coincidence, four days later, um, something happens, you know, their dog dies or, um, you know, their wife files for divorce or something like that. And it's like, okay, fine. You know? And they're like, oh man, you know, this, I'm going through this thing. It's like, no problem. We'll coach you through that. We nice. got you. Don't worry about it. And it's just like, whatever happens because life happens. It's like, whatever happens, we're here for you to get you those results. You're yeah. freaking out will help. You know, you got something going on in your life will help. Um, you know, one of the most interesting things that began to happen as we started to get clients to that hundred thousand dollar a month mark. And this blew my mind is that people would get to hundred thousand dollars a month and they would freak out. Right. Because it's like no one in their family had ever made more, let's say than $30,000 in a year. And they just made a hundred thousand dollars a month. And there was something about that number where like, if you had any like negative money beliefs at all, all all of a sudden it was like, Oh God, I'm making like, and I'm sitting here as a coach going like, Hey man, I get to, I get someone to a hundred thousand dollars a month. Their problems are over, you know, but no, that was when the freakouts kind of would just start. So yeah, man, I realized like, if we're really going to make an investment in getting people results, most of the time, Yes, there's things you have to figure out in terms of the strategy and your ads and all that stuff, but the real barriers to success are up here. And so I needed to bring on people that could coach them through that piece Yeah. where it's like, man, it's just, it's like negative money beliefs you've had since you were five that you didn't even know were there yeah. until you started making that much money. And all of a sudden you just got this feeling of like dread of like, oh God, what if the rug just gets pulled out from under me or maybe even, you know, Hey, my family thinks I'm rich now. Well, what if all of them start coming to me and asking for money? I mean, just like all this crazy stuff. It's like, we have to help our clients sort through and unpack all that stuff and get past it so that they can actually enjoy that success. Um, so it really is a tremendous investment we make in our clients 
in terms of doing whatever we have to do to get them the great results. I want to talk about, like I, I was reading through your testimonial page and you've got dozens and dozens and dozens of really incredible testimonials. And and to be honest, a lot of the individuals are, they just seem like average people with a specialty that they want to share and create a business around that. Um, I'm curious, Russ, like what are, what are some of the um, maybe amazing results or testimonials that stand out in your mind that you've created? But also I'd like to ask you about some of the most interesting business models or businesses that ended up turning really good results on the, on the backside of using your system? Yeah. So what we say is that if you can solve a major life or business problem in your work, you can have a high ticket offer. Okay. So that let's just break it down into health, wealth, relationships, right? Yeah. So in health, anything to help people with health in any way, you're a nutritionist, you're a dietitian, you know, you help people lose 20 pounds, you help people get washboard abs, um, people got back problems, you're going to help them with their back problems. Any of that stuff can be a high ticket offer. Mm -hmm. um, relationships, uh, helping people find the love of their life, you know, dating, um, helping people in marriages. Um, and then wealth, of course, helping people grow their business, helping people manage their money better, helping people invest better, that kind of thing. And then also personal development and spiritual development, where you're helping people become a better person or unfold, right? Mm -hmm. So just to give you some examples, um, one of the examples that I'm most proud of is we actually had a guy named Brian who was a handstand coach. Yeah. Now this is one that made me go like, wait a minute. Like, I don't know. I honestly, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. And he came and he enrolled in the program and I was, and, and, you know, my team came to me and said, Hey man, we just enrolled this guy who's a handstand coach. And I was like, okay, hold, hold on a second. Let me talk to this guy. So I reached out to him and I said, listen, man, I'm going to be really honest with you. We've never done this before with someone who's a handstand coach. I don't know if you can charge five, six, $7,000 for a handstand coaching program. But I said, look, if you want to do it, I'm more than willing to try and let's give it a shot. On the other hand, if, if you're, you know, if, if that makes you nervous and you want to back out, that's totally fine. And so he was like, no, man, let's go for it. And so we immediately helped him reframe his program so that it wasn't about handstand coaching, even though that's what it was. It was about all the things that handstand coaching was going to do for them. So okay. it's your fitness, it's your confidence. It's that you're never going to have back pain again. You're going to you probably gain an inch in height. You're going to lose two inches around your waist. I mean, there's just all these incredible benefits that came along with doing this. And so we helped him identify that and get clear on that. He did raise his price to $7,000 while he was in our eight week program. He did $250,000. And then wow. in the following year, he did two and a half million. And wow. that's where he's at now. He's, he's continuing to do about two, two, two and a half million dollars a year with handstand coaching. So that was one that I was like, that's crazy. Like, that was one where I was like, even I was like, I don't even know if that's going to work, but it's amazing. And his clients love his program and they get, they get like a really transformational result. Um, we got another pair of clients, Megan Alfred. They're in Australia. They're marriage coaches. So they're working with people whose marriages are on the rocks. They're on the verge of getting divorced. And they have like a 95% success rate at fixing these people's marriages and saving these people's marriages. Wow. Um, they reached out to me. They just had their first $500,000 a month doing that. Nice. Um, we got a gal named Julie who works with professional women who are experiencing burnout. So let's say you're a career woman and you're a mom and you have kids and you have a husband and you got just like, I mean, you're getting pulled in 50 different directions. How do you manage that? You know, cause so many people think, well, I got to sacrifice my time with my, my family. I got to mm -hmm. sacrifice my family or I got to sacrifice my career. She helps them bridge that gap so that they can have it all. Um, she just did, I just got this call. She just did $875,000 last month. Wow. That's in her amazing. Business. Yeah. So it's like, Again, any major life or business challenge is fertile ground for a high ticket program because what we teach our clients to do is to reframe everything around the outcome. Mm -hmm. 
So let's just say that you're like Meg, or let's just say you're a marriage coach, right? Or marriage yeah. and family therapist, something like that. You know, what's marriage coaching cost? I don't know, hundred bucks an hour, 150 bucks an hour, yeah, right? No like idea. if I go on yeah. Yelp and just pick out a marriage and family therapist, right? Yeah. So what we, what we train them to do is to, is to frame their offer, not in terms of like, well, what they do, well, I'm a marriage coach because what's that worth, right? What we train them to do is to frame what they do in terms of an outcome. Right. Save I your work, marriage. Exactly. I work because, because what's, because what's marriage coaching worth hundred bucks. What's it worth to save my marriage? That's priceless. Yeah. Right. So like, oh, I'm a nutritionist. No, no, no. I work with busy entrepreneurs and I help them lose that last 30 pounds and get washboard abs without giving up carbs and without sacrificing their freedom or their sanity. Mm -hmm. That's priceless. So that's what we teach our clients to do. And then once they get their head around that, then they realize that to actually deliver that outcome to someone is priceless. And so of course they can charge 7,000 or $8,000 or $10,000 for what they do. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So that, those are some amazing testimonials. I'm, I'm curious, Russ, um, like what is mo the most common type of business coach or consultant that comes to you or not business, but most type of, uh, the average type of, um, coach or consultant that comes to you? Like in what niche do they work in? I mean, uh, they're really honestly all over the place. Um, okay. I would say it's probably an even split. Um, between health, wealth, and, and relationships. If I look at, so like, if I just look at our top level clients, most of them are in the dating space, the relationship space, the health space, or the personal development space. Okay. Relatively few of them are in a business building space. Okay. Which is really interesting because there's a lot of people who think that if you're going to have a high ticket offer, it's got to be something where it's going to give people an immediate financial return, right? Yeah. So in other words, you give me $5,000, I'll show you to make $50,000, right? Anybody yeah. would do that. But it, that's not what we're finding. What we're finding is that our most successful people are providing these massive breakthroughs in people's personal lives that you just can't put a dollar amount on. Yeah. Um, my client, Lydia, I love her offer. She helps women overcome eating disorders. Like, and she's incredibly good at it. Yeah. That's an amazing thing yeah. because that's something that could, you know, puts your, puts your whole life in danger and it, it, it massively just kills your quality of life. And she's helping them break through that barrier. Yeah. So the majority of our clients, our most successful clients anyway, are not showing people how to build a business or how to do online marketing or anything like that. They're helping people break through this really big, like life stuff. Yeah. That's what really holds people back. And I love it because you know, I like to sit there and go, well, you know, I think some of that good karma, you know, kind of filters back to us, you know, she's helped a hundred women overcome eating disorders and, and, and have a, a better life. It's like, cool. We kind of showed her how to do that. So maybe we get a little bit of a uh, little bit of karma, karma, love or something. I don't absolutely, know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. What would you say the, the average type of results are? So like in your testimonials, you know, somebody goes from, you know, 50,000 a year to 5,000, uh, 500,000 a month or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, you know, and in using maybe Pareto's principle, there's probably a top 20% or in a, a lower 20% and then like, or a top 10 and lower 10. And then, uh, you've got a, a mass 80%. What would you say? Like the average results are for the well, clients it, that you work it with really is, it really is a factor of time. So meaning the time that they're putting into yeah not just well your... not just the time that they're putting into it but how many sort of let's say iterations they're willing to go through okay so let's okay. say for example that we help you put together um you know a high ticket offer and and you, you've put together a high ticket offer and you've put together your funnel and you know you spend a hundred dollars on facebook ads 
to sell your $7,000 thing. <laughs> and then you go, oh, this isn't working. I give up. Right. Right. If, if, if you're coming in it with that mindset, your success rate is going to be zero. Right. Exactly. Because, right. You have to be prepared to say, okay, well, I'm going to spend this much on advertising. And then as those clicks are coming in, I'm going to optimize things. Well, my webinar is converting at 15%. Maybe we can get it to 20%. And then mm -hmm. we'll work with them to do that. And so on an, on a, on a, if they're willing to put in that kind of effort, then the success rate is like a hundred percent because the only way you can really fail is if you give up. Right. Like this model is so amazing because if you get one person to say yes, every time you get a yes, it's like $7,000. Yeah. You know, and maybe you spent, I don't know, $3,500 on ads to get that first yes, but great. I just doubled my money. And now from there, I can work backwards and make it more efficient where now I'm spending maybe $700 to make $7,000. Yeah. So what gets in people's way again, is that mindset piece. It's not the system. The system works. It's, 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 it's when they begin to self-sabotage and then, and then, and then throw up their hands and say, I, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what really kills those results. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have that whole team of mindset coaches on, on staff, just to coach people through that, 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 that self-sabotage element. Yeah. Um, that element of like, that says you're not worthy to do this. You know, who would pay me $6,000? Why do I don't deserve this? You know, all that, all that like head trash, getting people past that at every stage of success, by the way is the hardest part. So on your, in your value ladder now, you have um, sign up for your uh, coaching consulting, and then you also have two masterminds on the back end of that, I think a $24,000 one and an $80,000 one. When did you decide to include those into your offering? And then what are those, what do, what are the people that invest in those masterminds get now? So, it starts out with our eight week program. And then that's when we build the, the foundation. We, we have this how you do your funnel, this is how you do your ads. We build out your webinars together. We do all those things. We build up that sales machine together. And so the mastermind came about because people wanted more. Well, yeah. Russ, we got this thing set up. It's up and running. Like what's the next level? You know, like let's, let's go. Um, and so the mid tier mastermind is called lion's pride. Okay. And what's cool about it is what we do is people join that mastermind and we break them up into groups that we call prides. Okay. So it's just like a pride of lions, right? With yeah. like six people, seven people. And those people become your cheerleaders. They become your accountability partners, you know, because going through this business and building this business can be really, really lonely. And I'm sure yeah. you've experienced this where like your family just has no clue what you do. You know, like, <laughs> like you tell people you make money online. They're like, oh yeah, he does, he's doing something with the internet. He's I don't doing know some what it porn is. stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or you come to your, you go to your, you go to your parents and you go, you know, Hey, this launch, I was expecting to do a hundred thousand dollars only did $50,000. And I'm really bummed out. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's outside the realm of yeah. like most people's conception of what's even possible. Right. So yeah. you're not going to get, a lot, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy for people. <laughs> um, so we put these people together in pride because that solves that problem. You yeah. got this community of people, you're all on the same page, you're all on the same journey. Um, and then, and then those prides meet um, at least, at least once every other week with one of our mindset coaches to make sure everybody's on track, everybody's on staff. Um, everyone's tracking their numbers. When someone has a problem with their numbers, we immediately like gets, gets flagged. And then, and then we, and then we come to those people to give them extra support to get their numbers where they need to be. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so again, it's all, it's all about transformation. Like we build these masterminds from the ground up to say, what do we have to do to get these people results? And was that, how can we, how can we do it in as leveraged a way as, as possible? Was that the first, so the mid tier one, uh, around 24,000, was that the first, um, second offering that you decided to offer or did you we actually started with the higher tier one first okay and then we realized that we needed something in the middle mid tier okay so the higher tier is what we call millionaire alliance so okay. figure that mid-tier program is about getting people to let's say 
35 to $50,000 a month, let's say. Okay. And then once they're there consistently, then they're probably ready for the, the higher level mastermind. If they even want to go there yeah. because the higher level mastermind is about scaling to six figures and then multiple six figures per month. Okay. And when you make that jump, it's a huge jump in the complexity of your business because you can do a hundred thousand dollars a month just by yourself. Okay. We've had clients where it's just them and like a virtual assistant who's, you know, managing like contracts and calendar and stuff like that. But it's basically just them. They're running the ads themselves. They're doing the funnel themselves. They're doing the sales calls themselves. They're doing the coaching themselves. And we've, we've had solopreneurs get to like a hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah. When you want to break through that barrier and you want to get to 200,000, 300,000 a month, now your business multiplies in complexity because now you need a team. And that means you need to make that transition from being a good coach to being a good leader and a good right. business owner. And that's a whole other set of skills that come into play. Hiring, managing, um, delegating. I mean, like, like it's a whole big deal when you're trying to run like a quote unquote real company versus just, <laughs> versus just like your coaching Solo business that's incredibly yeah. lucrative, but it's just you. Yeah. yeah. So that's what that higher level program is designed to do. And that's the 80, it's actually 85 K for that, for that one. And is that uh, set up the same as the mid tier where they get a no, group of so six? No, so in the 85K one, they get a lot more access to me and to my leadership team. Okay. So we do three events per year for those people. Um, we do we do Q and A's with me and just the leadership team there with those people. Um, they get to hit us up on Voxer. I don't know if you you know Voxer, but yeah. um, it's this awesome app where uh, people can just like leave you little voicemail questions and you can just respond right back in, in the app. Yeah. So we use that for people who need quick pops of like one-on-one support. Um, so, so basically in that higher level, it, we just have to give them a lot more attention because things just get a lot more complicated when you're building a multi-million dollar business. How, so I think you, you said you started clients on demand around 2013. Um, how long did it take you to the point where you realized you needed, a, uh, another offering and, uh, and then you released the mastermind? I want to say we rolled out millionaire Alliance in 2015. So just a couple of years. Yeah. And, and then we rolled out the mid-tier mastermind in 2018 or 2019. I think at the, I think like the second half of 2018, okay. we rolled out the mid-tier one. Got it. Now, something that I, I really respect and I think it's really impressive that you do is that you, you spend a significant amount of money per year, close to a million dollars, trying to improving your business model, but also trying to break your business model. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And can you, can you dissect that a bit for us? Sure. Yeah. So and, the, the basic model that we teach is really, really simple. It's just add webinar, phone call, new client, right? Our whole business is based on that. So we run ads, people click the ad, they watch a webinar. The webinar is like maybe 30, 40 minutes. Let's say at the end of the webinar, we offer them a chance to book a phone call. So they book a phone call. We're on the phone with them, like either that day or the next day. And then we enroll them into our high ticket programs. That's our whole funnel. We don't make it any more complicated than that. And that's exactly the way we do it for our clients too. But I don't want to fall into that trap of just assuming that this is the best way to do it because that's the way we've always done it. Right. I think that's a huge trap, especially when you're talking about the online marketing space, which is always changing and always evolving. So what we do is we have a certain percentage of our ad spend that we set aside every year to just test stuff that we don't think is going to work. So for example, what if when they click the ad, they click the ad and then we had them, I don't know, sign up for like a, like an ebook or something. And then at the end of the, once they sign up for the ebook, then we offer them the webinar and then we offer them the phone call and then whatever. So we just come up with different permutations of that model. Well, what if, um, you know, instead of sending them to a webinar, we sent them to like a 10 minute uh, video sales letter. What does that look like? Uh, or what if we allow them to click and then book a call directly without watching a webinar at all? What happens then? Mm -hmm. And so we just, we just come up with different ways of doing this and we test them 
And 99% of the time, we're just throwing that money away because everything we <laughs> test doesn't work better than the actual, than what we've been doing this whole time. And occasionally though, we will find a distinction that makes things convert better. Like um, maybe makes your landing page convert an extra 5% better. Well, great. We'll take that. Cause that all adds up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we always do that because I don't, I don't, I don't want to fall into that trap of, of just thinking that, you know, it's like that book, one of the, one of the books, all your, all your listeners should read is um, this really short book called who moved my cheese. And yeah, it's just it's this little book. like fable about two mice that are in a maze and they find all this cheese and then they wake up in the morning and the cheese is gone. And then it's like, how do they respond to that problem? Mm -hmm. and, and what you take away from that book is that the cheese, right? The money or whatever you want to call it is always moving. And I just want to make sure we're getting ahead of that process instead mm -hmm. of being reactive to it where if there is a better way to do things, we're going to find it before we even need it. Okay. So are you testing it with current clients that you have? Like using no, no, no. Those... This is our own internal ad spend and... for our own stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. So okay. this is another benefit of that people get from working with us is that we are constantly testing new ways to do things. Yeah. And then when we test something and we find a win, what we'll do is we'll roll it out to like maybe two or three or four of our higher level clients and say, Hey, listen, we tried this thing. It worked really well for us. Do you want to give it a, do you want to test it? And then they'll test it. And then yeah. if it works for them, then we roll it out to our, our, our whole, our whole client base. And it becomes an upgrade into how we do the model. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Russ, one of the things I always like to ask the, uh, the guest on the show is you talked a bit about your, your daily habits to, or one of your daily daily rituals to practice gratitude, um, do a little visualization. Um, what is, do you have any other daily rituals throughout your day, maybe in the morning or night that you keep on a consistent basis that keeps you as a top performer? No, no, that's no. it. Huh? And I no. wish I did. Because <laughs> and I will always be like, yeah, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to, I'm going to work out and then I'm going to go in the sauna for 20 minutes and then I'm going to meditate and then I'm going <laughs> to walk around on my hands for, for two hours. You know, it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. and it's like, and then I sit there and go, you know what? Me doing all this stuff requires a level of discipline that I've never had in my entire life. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it's just going to spontaneously appear for me. Right. So, so for me, I am absolutely terrible at sticking to routines. Okay. Um, and, and that shocks people because people are like, dude, how did you build this eight figure company without being disciplined? And the answer is like, I really love what I'm doing. Right. You know, I, I think that you have to be an extraordinarily disciplined person to work in a business that you do not enjoy and grow that company just for the sake of growing it. I love this shit. I love it. I love working with my clients. I love coming up with marketing for them. I love, I just, I love this stuff. And, and if this was something I didn't enjoy where it felt like a grind, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Right. So for me, the one thing that is absolutely non-negotiable is doing that gratitude work every day. But I enjoy doing that because if you're doing it right, it feels really good. I mean, you are mentally rehearsing, walking across the deck, let's just say, of your 140 foot yacht and someone like handing you a Mai Tai and you're just sitting and <laughs> looking out at the waves. And it's like, yes, that feels really good. And you're being grateful for that in advance as if it's already here. Okay, great. I love doing that every day. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to doing stuff that I don't like, like working out every day or, you know, whatever, um, yeah, I suck at that. Fair, 
Fair. Yeah, I'm You've got one thing you. and it works. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be like, oh, yeah, man, I'm David Goggins. I wake up, I run 100 miles every day, and then I come home. And it's just like, no, that's just, I don't do any of that stuff. You know, it's really great to hear because, you know, each person's a little bit different in how they operate. And I think a lot of times, especially with all the noise that's out there, people think, oh, they have to be athletic. People think they have to have all these different things they do in the morning or the evening to get their life perfect and to manifest all these results in their lives. And, and, and it's awesome to hear somebody that's just like, no, nah, I just, I just, in the shower, I practice gratitude. That's it. Well, so yeah. here's what's interesting for me, right? Because I think about this all the time and I make myself feel guilty because I don't have that level of discipline. <laughs> but then I think to myself, you know what, man, if I did, I wouldn't have come up with any of this stuff. Of course. So if I think back to, if I think back to um, the very beginnings of this, right? If I, if I was like a rise and grind kind of person, I would have bought into the conventional wisdom. No, 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 man. You got to build your list and you got to build a huge audience and you got to do all this work, man. And maybe you have to post to Instagram 20 mm, times a day and you got to yeah. post, you, you got to do, you got to do eight, you know, 50 podcasts a day. And then you got to do this and you got to be on YouTube <laughs> and then you got to be over here. And then, man, you better be on TikTok and you better do all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, and, it, and, and, and if I were the kind of person where it's like, yes, dude, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. Discipline, bop, 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 bop. I would have just done those things right. and I would have burnt myself out. Yeah. But it's because I'm naturally sort of lazy that I went, you know what, dude, I don't want to do any of that crap. How can I make this work without doing that? Is it possible? Yeah. And that forced me to design a better model, yeah. you know? So it's always like there's this tension between, yes, you, you have to do the work. There's no way, there's no getting around doing the work, but there should always be a piece of you that's looking for a better way to do things. Yeah. Absolutely. Where if you're just waking up and like, like, you know, because here's the thing, the moment you commit to climbing a ladder you stop thinking about whether that ladder is leaning against the wrong tree. Mm. You know, like the moment you commit to a blogging strategy. So let's just say, for example, that, that you watched some YouTube videos and you did some research and people told you, you know what, man, the way to get clients, the way to grow your business is to blog. You've got to have a blog and you've got to write in it every day. And then like the moment you say, yes, I'm committing to that, it opens up a whole can of worms. What are you going to write about? How many, how often are you going to write? How are you going to do your tags? What theme are you going to have on your site? How are you going to do SEO? How are you going to get backlinks? Are you going to guest post on other people's blogs? It's like this whole like nightmare that just comes from that one decision. I'm going to, I'm going to use a blog to get clients. And it's like, once you're in that, especially if you're the kind of person that grinds, you will grind, you will do that work. But while you're doing the work, you will never stop and consider, you know what, maybe there's a better way to do this. Yeah. So for me in the very beginning, I start everything. Anything I want to do, I start by assuming that the conventional wisdom is wrong. I start by assuming that 95% of the people doing this are doing it badly and they're, they're following a strategy that doesn't work. And so I immediately start to say, okay, fine. Who are like the top 1% or one, maybe it's just a handful of people that are getting an extraordinary result in half the time or with half the work. And those are the people that I start to look at. And that's the jumping off point I start with because I'm lazy. I don't want to do a bunch of shit that I don't have to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I enjoy I it, that's a different story. But if it's, if it's something I don't enjoy, like I'm, I wouldn't enjoy waking up and writing 10, 10 articles a day, every day before yeah. I get paid. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no way. So I'm sitting there going like, how, like, what's the shortest path between me and the client? What's the shortest path between me and the money? And then what's the shortest path of getting between the, between the client signing up and me getting that person a result? Yeah. And, and that's a constant process of just eliminate, 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 eliminate. What can we get rid of? And I think I, I th it's a different way of looking at things but it, it, it just produces an interesting result. I make a hell of a lot of money relative to the time I spend on this business. But the flip side is I'm not in very good shape right now because <laughs> I don't work out every day. <laughs> so it's like, that's, that's, that's for me. That's like what I'm, what I personally am just always kind of trying to like 
like, like figure out like, what's the way to build a better mousetrap? And then yeah. what are the points where like, you're like, Hey man, this is the best this mousetrap is going to be. I better just grind it and work that. System. <laughs> it's good. It's a process of discipline in its own, you know, going back and forth between that and then, mm -hmm. and then being disciplined enough to focus on one thing. I know early on in my entrepreneurial career, it was really hard for me not to like shiny objects, right? Not to go to the next thing and bounce here and bounce there. And, you know, somebody's making a bunch of money on Amazon. I'm like, why am I not doing that? Cause I'm not making any money on this thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, I think finding, um, getting to the point where you have the discipline to focus on one thing and even you guys like having an eight figure business and still focusing on one system that consistently brings results over and over and not, you know, venturing off to other, uh, online advertising is, is it's discipline in itself without a doubt, without a doubt. Because I've seen that sort of whatever you want to call it, that entrepreneurial ADD, uh -huh. I've seen that just crush people's businesses. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> one of my early mentors, um, I won't say who it is, but he's one of the most brilliant marketers ever, probably. Um, you know, I, I watched him jump from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, where he would, he would, he would come up with a business model and roll it out and get doing like $275,000 a month or something with it and then get bored and shut it down. Mm -hmm. and then come up with something else and then come up with something else and then come up with something else. And I'm sitting there going like, dude, I just took this one basic idea of high ticket transformational coaching and just, I'm going to chew this to the bone and make it better and better and better and better and better. Um, that's what got us to the level that we're at now. It wasn't, you know, that jump from doing, let's say a hundred thousand dollars a month to a million dollars a month. That didn't come because we discovered some like revolutionary new thing. Once we got the basics of this high ticket model put together, it was really just getting better and better and better at each and every piece of it. You know, yeah. maybe you can get your ads converting a little better, or you can get a little bit better at converting people on the phone call, or you can get a little bit better results for people. And now they're, now they're, you know, talking about how great you are because they're getting such amazing results. Like, like it's just this constant improvement where you're just dialing in each of these things just a little bit. But when you, when you add all of that together, it's like an exponential effect. That's how you get a 10X. It wasn't like to, to 10X our business, we just spent 10, 10 times more on advertising. No way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. by refining all these other things. Yeah, that makes sense. Russ, I think we're going to wrap up there. I think I, I've really enjoyed this podcast and picking your brain and all the information you shared. Do you have any closing thoughts or um, drops of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, if you've got the ability to solve any kind of a major life or business challenge, you should be charging a high ticket price. It yeah. will transform everything in your life. It will change your income. It will give you more freedom than you ever thought possible. And it will allow you to make a real impact in the world and change lives one client at a time. So don't think that you've got to undercharge just because that's what you see everybody else doing. Yeah. If you've got if you've got the ability to really, you know, the expertise to really solve a problem, then start charging a premium price to do it and and watch how fast things change. I love that. What do what do you guys is what do you guys charge? Uh, for our front end program? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk. I don't want to say. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. We can get into that when people talk to us. <laughs> Where can we reach you out at then if we want to find out? Um, yeah. What so your if you are. want to just check us out, you can go to our website. That's clientsondemand.com. There's okay. a free training uh, right at the top of the page that you guys can check out if you want to see like what our webinars and stuff look like. Click that button on the page. It's this free training. And then um, we also do have a podcast of our own. If you want to check that out, you can go to clientsondemand.fm. Yeah. So clientsondemand.com or clientsondemand.fm. I've listened to the podcast. It's great. I do enjoy listening to it and recommend you guys listening to it as well. Um, anything else before we wrap up, Russ? I think that's it, Chris. Thanks, okay, man. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing all your tips and tricks and wisdom with us. Thank you so much. Anytime.
And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for tuning in once tuning in once again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us. And once again, we wanted to remind you about our adventures and trips for entrepreneurs in our private community. If you enjoy luxury trips to the Caribbean, going on bucket list adventures around the world, or just traveling to connect with other established entrepreneurs, then be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to stay connected at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. Thanks for joining the show today, and we'll see you on the next episode.